forever. Dog. Welcome to Hills I Die On. Thanksgiving stinks. Being old is awesome. I believe twins should be separated at birth. The Bachelor is the perfect way to find love. Adults who like Disneyland are deeply unwell. Welcome back to Hills I Die On. Today, I've got a fantastic guest with me that I'm very excited about. She's a writer slash actor slash producer for shows like Dickinson and Love and American Dad and Big Mouth and Late Night with Jimmy Fallon. Literally so many goodies. She's so funny and extremely talented. And she's here to die on a hill with us today. Please welcome to the podcast, Allie Waller. Hello. Thank you for having me. Hi. I'm so glad you're here. I'm not an actor, but I appreciate that you introduced me as an actor. Oh, really? I was, I, you have creds. What are my creds? Creds. On IMDb, you have the creds. I was like, she does it all. I did um, uh, 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 an episode of Love where I was basically, I think I might have said one line, but I was mostly an extra and I had to be told not to look directly into camera. <laughs> I tried to take an acting class like maybe like a few months ago, like right when I was on hiatus and uh, I took it with a friend who also doesn't act and mm-hmm. has not, has no acting experience. And she kept getting notes that were like, you're a natural, you're doing great. It's like, everything's wonderful. And I have this video where I sit down and I take a deep breath and it's, I'm going to stop you right there. Uh-huh. And my teacher was literally like, yeah, I can see you're already overacting. I was like, <laughs> I haven't spoken. I'm breathing. Like, what could I possibly be doing? Uh, so I hear you uh, stricken from the record. Although now I'm not sure what to believe because you're also apparently partial music according to your husband. Yeah, no? I do write uh, 10 second sound bites that uh, I record amazing. on my phone. So but, um, <laughs> should I replace actor with uh, musician as well? Yes, then? yeah, yeah. Songwriter, Great. musician. Songwriter, yes. Singer-songwriter. At some point, I think from stand up a million years ago, uh, I was asked to do to audition for Entourage. And I was no like, I have, to, I have to do this. And so I go in and I think I was supposed to be a reporter from Variety and it was a scene with Turtle. Or no, yes. it was a scene with E. It was a scene with E. Amazing. And I did the audition and the woman and the casting director was like, say it again like you're a journalist. Like, she was like, speak like a jur- <laughs> you're pretending it- <laughs> to be a journalist. You know, the note is, so be the character we have written. That is like <laughs> the meanest note I've ever heard. <laughs> Talk like a human being who is a journalist. That is hilarious. And then I left, and this is one of my largest regrets in life, is that I left the audition, and I knew that I obviously blew it, and I wanted to just go, like, I closed the door behind me, and I wanted to reopen it and go, I hope I get it, I hope I get it, how many people do they need, you know, and I didn't do it, and I'm like, oh, that would have been I should have done that after that I think I would have been so shocked that I would have been like well we have to bring her back yeah like that's a level of crazy where you're like they must have something like there must be something I'm missing because it's like I wouldn't have gotten the part but I would have been one of her craziest work stories forever yeah. even getting the audition for that is like the best story ever it was so. like I got a, like an email or something and I was like this has to be a mistake but I'm going to leave work for I'm the afternoon yes. and yeah <laughs> I'm learning my lines and I'm absolutely showing Mm -hmm. up. I love that so much. Um, That really makes me happy. Uh, I haven't seen you in ages. How are you? I'm really good. I'm so glad. Yes. Um, No more acting right now. Not acting at the moment, um, but, you know, in an intense domestic period with Jamie, who's standing right here. I love that so much. He's trying to open the refrigerator. It's fantastic that he's here because uh, it goes straight into your hill and what that's about. Yes. Uh, Would you like to tell us what your hill is? Uh, Codependency is great. (laughs) 
I love this hill. When you told me this, I was like, I can't believe that I'm excited to hear about it. I'm excited to hear about what you have to say about it. I'm excited that I got to spend a solid 10 minutes with Jamie so I could at least see a little bit you of your You can understand rapport. why he's a good dude. Delightful. He built me, uh, He well, he built my cat. Uh, it was my birthday this week and he built a catio oh, today. Birthday. Thank you. <laughs> he built a catio that's going to, this huge wooden thing that's going to come from the, the bedroom window so our cat can have some like outside space. Oh, that's so lovely. Um, so why wouldn't I want to be super codependent with him? Okay. It's just fun. Okay. Do you have questions? <laughs> I have, you have so many questions okay. about him. I, do you actually, so, so, okay. So how long have you been together? First of all, uh, four years. We've been married for two. Amazing. Oh, congratulations. Thank you. Uh, and how much time are you genuinely spending together? A lot because his studio is in the garage below us. Right. And I've been writing upstairs for the last bunch of months. Sure. So. so by the nature, just of the job, you're home. I mean, Mike and I are the same way. We're it, like when we're on, we've been on hiatuses together that have lasted six or seven months. Delightful. Speed. Delightful. Yes, works for some. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm like, Mike, this is the best. If I could never be alone again. And he's like, I'm going to go for a walk. I'm going to take some space. But it seems like you both are on the same page. We're both deeply codependent with each other. We have walkie talkies and we FaceTime <sighs> quite a bit. So it's also like when we're not in the same room, we're still just constantly in contact. Are you sure you're not just in love? No, we are fully in love, but I'm also codependent with like my best friend and I are codependent. Really? Like it's a long history of it. And I'm just like, why in life there's this gaping hole right where sure. there's a loneliness there's a darkness that you might feel yes, 100% why not cover it up with a text and connect <laughs> with someone instead of feeling that I fully agree with you in terms of not wanting to be alone so this is a tough one for me because uh -huh. like I, you're clearly an extrovert mm -hmm. is Jamie as well uh no Jamie's a little more of an introvert and I have introvert um qualities but I, maybe they are, have been pushed down <laughs> repressed in exchange for codependency because you'd rather spend time together than you would separately to feed to refuel and we'll have moments where it's like oh we've been together for like days and days at a time yes. let's like take a beat but um so that sounds healthy then it sounds like you know when your body is ready for that break yes but i was like i was single for a long time i lived alone for a long time so now i'm like why you know like i know that i can do that and now let's just be codependent okay Based on just this brief interaction, mm -hmm. I'm going to have to argue that you're not really codependent. You just really like each other. Well, no, that's definitely <laughs> true. But I do. I have a lot of friends that I text. Jamie okay. notices that when I have PMS, I text like I'm just constantly texting because <laughs> I think it's just like I have anxious feelings and I want to fill the hole. You're expressive. Yes. Yeah, yes. But that's also I mean, I would argue that that's actually a healthy like I to me, codependency is a negative thing, whereas it sounds like to you, human connection is a positive. Absolutely. But take a second, breathe. Like, do you ever sometimes like this happens with work a lot? You'll get an email from like a producer or something. Yeah. And you're like, but, you know you're so mad and then I'll like call for I'm like who can I reach out to for this because I don't want to be alone in it and then you step away and you're like oh that wasn't that bad if I had taken 100%. five seconds for myself Am but I, I was like I yes. need to share this uh, yes I, I I'm incredibly dramatic mm -hmm. I absolutely uh require people at most times of the day and if something even mildly interesting happens in my life I can't wait to share it and get people's opinions on yeah. it as well yeah so I can't but I can't decide if I'm also codependent mm -hmm. <laughs> or if that's extroversion and being able to express your feelings, right? I think so. But sometimes it's like, you know, take a beat and just sit with those feelings for like a second. <laughs> oh yeah, process. sure, sure, sure. I, again, yeah. I'm, not the, I'm not arguing that I am the beacon of health and, or mental health in <laughs> yeah. any capacity. Okay, tell me why you think it's positive, first of all. I don't know. It's just because especially like I think part of the reason I think my first connection with Jamie is that his texts say red. 
not anymore, but when we were dating, they would say, say red, which I used to think was like a kind of losery thing <laughs> or like an old person. But then it was kind of nice because because he would always immediately write back. So it's like that tension and anxiety of dating. Totally. I feel like he's read it and, and I see the bubbles and he's replying to me. But that is, again, human decency, because I think raid receipts need to be like, I think they're cruel and unusual because I think the majority of the time it's you see that raid receipt. Someone doesn't respond immediately. And even if this text was so benign, it's like, well, they hate me. I've sent something weird that they now are never going to forgive me for, especially with dating in the beginning of dating. It's like, I'm never going to hear from them again now. Yeah. Like that fear. But instead, it sounds like you were greeted with respect. So he had the read receipts, but was also communicating. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, yes. But I also think for me, I, cause you know, there's some girls who are like, I love the chase. Like Ugh, I just love, and I'm I like, refuse I refuse to believe that. Let's flash to being codependent yes. together. <laughs> I want to know that I can text you throughout the day. I want to know that we're going to, you know, I just want the stability. Um, yes. As stability. To, yeah. Healthy relationship. Yeah. Sounds amazing. That is true. That's so, I feel like you're a little bit using codependency, the term codependency in the same way that like, we use like oh, I'm so OCD it's like no you just wash your hands like, yes. or like I'm so ADD and it's like you're not you just like had a moment like no one can be productive 24-7 I think I do have attention deficit disease I think I do have that <laughs> um, attention deficit disease as opposed to the disorder the disease is contagious my, yeah it's I, I don't know if people see yeah that, probably not because I don't think people see me and go oh let's be like that let's let's but my therapist said the other day she's like I feel like you have so much going on and if I could open your brain there's like a tiny little light like different color lights all over and yes. it's like you're too she could just like organize them a little scattered yeah just like there's just too many things that i'm thinking about at once so question for you you mm. are in therapy i love oh, yeah. therapy it's the best thing ever Ugh. does your therapist diagnose you with codependence oh no it's more we talk about the ten anxiety and the yes, ADD. anxiety and ADD. yeah interesting yeah actually she does she did say that i um she's like most people because i don't talk about jamie that much and sure. she's like most people she's like this is not normal like most people complain about their spouses yes for most of therapy which is not what i like to focus on but that's great yeah it, it again is great. it I, is great i really think and look i want to hear more about like why you think codependency is positive before i like i have a little game i'm gonna make you answer oh, some this questions is fun. I can't about wait. whether or not you actually are codependent um and like just some fun stuff I found online. But it really, to me, just sounds like you like the person you're with. Oh. And we're surrounded by so many like negative relationships a lot of the time. Yes. In L.A., I feel like it's where are you from? LA. You are. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. I'm from Chicago. Uh -huh. I mean, I, everywhere oh, you go. Very down home place. To totally. Yeah. People get married a little earlier. There's a lot, there's a lot wrapped up in it. Whereas I think in LA, everyone is so oftentimes hyper dependent that we have, it's like, relationship comes last. So oftentimes dating, when you're looking for what clearly you were looking for, which yeah. is a responsive partner who respects you, we learn to think that like the complete opposite is what a relationship is, well, right? It's self-loathing people who first of all want success first yes. before love, yes. but also, yeah, it's almost like there's something to like, well, if you like me, what's wrong with you? You right. know, or yeah. Which is wild because again, I'm sitting in your amazing house with your amazing pets. You're like Shh. such a badass. I'm so sorry. Her address. Is. The, pet, no, the pets uh, are uh, great. And I'm just, I just want to say for the record that they're both, our cat and our dog are both like a caramel, black, and white combination. <laughs> 
I know it's really amazing. It's just like, I'm like the fact that they match is it's, beautiful. To it's me. a beautiful thing. Um, okay. So yeah, I'd love to hear a little bit more why you think codependency is great. That looks like you came prepared. Yeah. I just, it's like my best friend is a codependent therapist. So that's oh, like, really? yeah. And so she's, wait, what does that mean? She's like, she no, does she's a codependent therapy. person. Oh, okay. She suffers. Well, suffer. It's not suffering. It's it just me. You have, <laughs> you have love all the time. That's and, so um, funny. and, but yeah, so she's, I can reach her at any time. So it's like having a therapist on call and totally. we just love to talk about our feelings and, and not be alone in them, which again, again is the natural human condition. Oh, we were talking about LA. That's oh, what we yeah. were talking about and how yeah. people in LA are crazy. And then you fought through the madness. Yeah. People are surprised that they think they are, they think I'm from Long Island, which I'm like, which is worse <laughs> um, because I went to camp on the East coast and my uh-huh. parents are from Detroit and Baltimore. So they're not like super LA. Yeah. Um, but yeah, people are like, you're from Los Angeles. And I'm like, I almost feel like it's an insult because they would assume that I'm an asshole, but who knows? Who knows? No, uh, no. But I do think that being from LA and and moving here, I've noticed this, that like, because there's less uh, pressure to date because everyone's so selfish mm-hmm. that when you do find someone that's in a positive relationship, people are like, is this right? Mm-hmm. And I felt the same way with Mike before. And we've been together for like almost six years now but before dating Mike. Are you guys married? No, we're not. Wonderful. Um, yes. But I do love him dearly. We live together. Uh, great partner. Uh, and I'm definitely probably more on the dependency scale. I probably require more of his time than uh-huh. he requires of mine. But I also think you probably like that. I bet you like that. No, no, oh. <laughs> I, I definitely had to come to terms with it. But there was a point where I was like, well, I really like you. So I could see you every day during my free time. Yeah. And him being like, OK, but he's more of an introvert and being like, I really like you, too. But that also doesn't mean that I need to see like I also need some me time to like recharge. And so just like learning how to live with an introvert who like needs his space and not being like, oh, his space doesn't mean that he doesn't love me. Yeah. It means that he just requires some alone time. Absolutely. Right. So being able to then and having him be like, great, I'll communicate that to you. So if he needs time being like, Hey, I love you. Let's do this date night tomorrow. But and more of this was before we lived together. Now he can't escape me. Well, I had an ex-boyfriend who once was like, we spend a lot of nights together and it's like, yeah, there's the independent <laughs> party that goes, that's totally fine. Yes. It's not personal. He needs his totally. totally. And then there's like this sensitive girl in me who was just like, and maybe not necessarily a girl or boy thing, but no. just where I was like, what? You know, 100%. you don't want to spend every night with yeah, me. I'm Fuck amazing. You. Yeah. And especially in that early stage where you're still like, well, if I want to spend all my time with you, you should want the exact same thing, right? Yes. Or else I'm too whatever. But, but he also believed, I think he wanted, he like had a friends that were, I don't know if they were married or not, but they never lived together. Mm-hmm. And he thought that was totally fine. And I was like, no event, like, uh, yeah. you know, and we're not together. So, yeah, and I, I think that's also it sounds like that person had different needs than you, yes. right? And yes. so instead, you found someone that has the same needs as you. Yes. And I don't think that's codependent. I think that's per- perfectly matched partnership. Yes. Right? Yes. 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 Well, great. Okay, great. Came over. Have I died on the uh, hill? Have I died on the hill? I think that solves it up. Um, Hills I survived on. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so wait, real quick. I definitely, I was Googling codependency because I was curious about it. Uh, the uh, definitions of codependency oh, online. Please. Codependency is, there's a couple of them. One of them is super funny. Uh, consider codependency when two people with dysfunctional personality traits become worse together. Oh, okay. No, we're better together. Right. Which sure. I think is great. And there, psychology.com did say that not all codependency is bad. Oh. So I was like, mm, okay, so mm. I will give you that. I was like, interesting, interesting. Oh, it feels delicious. Uh, yeah. <laughs> You're like, I know this. I yeah. know this truth. Uh, and then the other one was codependency is a behavioral condition in a relationship where one person enables another person's either addictions or poor 
mental health or immaturity, irresponsibility, or underachievement. Oh, no. Okay. So that's not. No. That's not. I was going to okay. say, just from spending 10 minutes with you guys and from just knowing basically, like, you know, you clearly, you guys are both high achievers. You guys are both responsible, emotionally, seems to be emotionally healthy people. We don't leave right? the house as much as we used to, but that's okay. Yes. <laughs> I also think um, codependency, we use that term. Oftentimes, it's it's not the couple saying they're codependent. It's their friends calling them codependent. Uh-huh. That's interesting. Because you're losing friends to relationships. Mm-hmm. But I'm realizing that might just be because those friends didn't want to hang out with you. Anyway. Right. <laughs> right. Well, and it, I, I get it because we're disgustingly like uh, PDA, which some friends yes. have called us out and been like, what? And I think it's just different because I've not been like that in the past. Yeah. Um, so I think people are sometimes taken aback uh, slash disgusted. And, I've, and that's fair. Again, you're just happy in your relationship. That's true. And I, I love my codependent therapist, best friend. I love that you're, you're does she identify as codependent or do oh, you just, totally. she yeah. does. Oh, okay. yeah. Yeah. She went, uh, well, I'm not, she, I don't think she would care or listen to this, but she went one time, uh, this was many years ago. She went to, uh, SLAA, uh-huh. uh, and she was like on Tinder swiping in the car <laughs> No way. before she was like going into a SLA meeting about like her need for, you know, relationships. That's amazing. Um, yeah. I thought that was kind of cool. <laughs> I love that. I love that. I also think, but anyway, she's so fun and attentive. That's, yeah. So check plus. <laughs> she's there. She's re- available, ready All to hang. Times, yeah. She's also sounds like kind of a good friend yeah do true. i need more codependent friends in my life is what i'm th- thinking yes let's we'll exchange numbers i, know, I will text you back <laughs> immediately so yeah. Same. <laughs> literally like it's like here i am yeah. oh you thought i was at work i am sometimes i'll like i'll get a email and i will respond so fast and then i'll be like wait a minute and i'll look and it's like 30 seconds <gasps> yes, after it hasn't even said a minute and yet. you're like oh it's not like <laughs> Yeah. Right. There's got to be like some level of chill of like seven minutes, you know, or three (laughs) minutes. But again, I think that's that sounds attentive because you're not codependent with the people you're emailing with. You're just like living presently. If you see the email, you're responding. You're not playing games. Uh, if, if everyone I'm was also like this looking more, for a reason not to write. I'm like, an email. You yeah. know, I'm not to respond A hundred percent. Final draft, gone. For, if codependency is the excuse you can use, we can use to get less work done and feel less bad about it, it's Anything. just a human condition. It's just something that we have. You're also sitting, uh, this is my uh, plucking station. That's another thing I do to procrastinate. Wait, that's where amazing. I usually I had to, I moved it before you got here, but there's a, I have a magnifying mirror and tweezers right here. Yes. Because the sun in this window is like the Good best lighting. <laughs> and it's just like so many times a day, Jamie's like, you're not doing that again or like go back to work. There's a new hair came in See, and he's encouraging you to do independent behavior. He's not sitting next to you and plucking. He doesn't love the plot, <laughs> but he doesn't love the plucking. It's not. I, it's fine. I have a chin hair that since I just my one? late 20s, uh, just one oh. gnarly chin hair that either doesn't exist or is like straight up Merlin's beard. <laughs> and it all of a sudden I can feel it and I'm like, oh, no, but I can never get it so guess who gets to do it oh really <laughs> oh, oh yeah I, and he's like okay we'll do some surgery and i like lay down <laughs> and uh that's the healthiness that happens in our relationship yeah that's just, that's a beautiful thing i know it is because it's nice when you find someone who will do the gross stuff and spend the time with you and- jamie won't let me pop his blackheads and that's um that's a down of that's Why? a negative uh oh he doesn't pick anything i'm i'm not the biggest picker either really you and do mike have beautiful skin always, thank you so much mike always anytime i get something i I get like 
I get zits that are like movie zits where they're like big on top of your nose. Really? Like, yes. Like fake, like, like the promise tonight. I thought that zits. doesn't happen as adults. I didn't think so either because <laughs> I truly didn't have, I had like fine skin growing up. We all have our awkward phases. My, yeah. I was growing so fast that my pants were always too short, but oh. skin was thankfully, oh, permanently you were like too a tall short. Kid. Yes, exactly. But thankfully acne wasn't a thing. Uh, but now it's just like, it's like a Doug, like that Doug episode where it's like just one zit before the dance, baby. Yeah. Like fucking Lizzie McGuire. Yeah. It's so crazy. And it's, uh, yeah, but Mike is always like, I can just get it. Cause he had acne as a kid. Did you mm. have acne as a kid? No, I remember going to the dermatologist. Yeah. Not bad. It wasn't terrible. Really? But I think I've always been a picker. So it makes it worse. Yeah. Right. Yes. A hundred percent. Yeah. But I see, I can see him oh. being like, I can just get it. <laughs> like, oh. Get out of here. I it wish. Is, I, it is validating to like, just get it out. I wish Jamie would love it. me to it. Oh, Jamie. All right. Well, it sounds like, um, that's a healthy boundary he's <laughs> setting. <laughs> there are certain healthy boundaries that he is setting. Uh, in- let me tear that fucker down. That's amazing. Um, I'd love to hear more about what you think is positive about codependency. So you, so, so far you have that you get to spend a lot of good time together. He responds to your text messages. Uh, in comparison oh, he, to others. if I buy cat litter, I don't have to lug it up the stairs. Uh, chivalry just being a gentleman <laughs> I want to hear, I'm, I'm ready to refute the whole list give me just throw me more uh, yeah I don't I mean what else I don't know I just like for people to feel you know like I'm there for them but also as a result I'm less I'm doing less of the things that I should be doing for my own life because I'm trying to take care of other people sure which is a downside of codependency totally that actually is a downside of codependency I will give yes. you that one <laughs> totally give you that one i would also however argue that your love language might just be acts of service my love language is all of them Same. <laughs> i'm like i kind of there's no i want all of yeah, them I, yeah that's hilarious a friend of mine sarah Brinkley, has this like great bit where she's like his love language is like uh acts of service so if he's happy if i do the dishes and she's like my love language is all of them so i'm not happy until i'm getting gifts while having my feet rubbed while like being <laughs> yes exactly while uh. being told i'm wonderful oh it's a hundred percent when that came out i was like oh i'm this one. Oh no i'm i'm also th- um, uh, yeah, <laughs> I'm also, I'm an excessive gift giver, which oh, I think it might be a, a maybe Jewish thing, but, um, I remember, so my first boyfriend, Steve, when I was a kid, um, my parents for our birthdays, we'd wake up in the morning and my mom would have like, a, like gifts, like from the bed to the door, you uh-huh. know, and they're not all, it was like one would be really big and the rest are like stickers or, you know? Yeah. And so it was my first boyfriend and it was his birthday and I took it way too far and got like... <laughs> DVD sets. Remember how expensive those were? And this was like, I was like 25. I should not have been just so like a shirt and whatever. And I just remember him like opening one to the next. Just like you could tell he was just like, this is uncomfortable. (laughs) That's really sweet. And I have totally done the same thing. Just take it too far with this. Especially like, was he your first relationship in a while or something? Ever. Yes. Yes. So I think the same thing happened where I was like, oh my God, I guess I love you now. And it's been like, I had to buy seven seasons of Family Guy. Yes, exactly. Is that what it was? <laughs> yeah, I think I bought a family. Yeah. Well, he should have been thrilled. Oh, it's so funny to think back on, though. Of being, I remember, yeah, dating a guy and it was his birthday, like two months into dating. And I was like, amazing. And showed up with like wrapped gifts. And I had like made cookies. Oh, fucking <laughs> and much. he was literally like, I, I could see. I was like, oh, I did it. I did the thing. And I was just like, I <laughs> yeah. love this yeah. love. Yeah. The cookie love me? Yes. Yeah, it's like, and it was like, um, maybe we should start seeing other people. <laughs> and I think, again, it's like finding. Mike who like two months in did the same thing to me and I was like yes. Yes. yeah like, I was like you're 
too invested, yeah, but I yeah, need you to yeah. be too invested. Oh. And like, yeah. Oh, so, so dorky. Does, is Jamie a big gift giver? Uh, Jamie is an active service guy. Oh, yes. So it's like making, like he's making a caddy. He's building a caddy. So he built this marker also stand for so me. so impressive. Yeah. It's really, so. Um, he made this? Yeah. He made that like wood thing. We'll show you in the backyard, yeah, we're, the, we're the catio soon. Amazing. I'm right now looking at this like beautiful wooden. Does he woodwork? Yes. Yeah. You'll see when we go to the studio, he built the whole studio no himself. Way. But yeah, a lot. Like he cooks a lot. Um, so sweet. Yeah. Dream, dreamy. And yeah. you're getting taken care of in the way that you hoped for. And now you found. Yes. I, I think if anything, this podcast is less. Hi, friend. Oh, I love a good podcast. <laughs> well, that's another thing, too, is that Basil is very needy. And Jamie's thing was like, this dog is too codependent. I'm like, this is exactly what I wanted. Yes. Like, I want a dog that just follows me around. A hundred percent. Desperately needy. Me. If you get a dog, that's why I've always wanted like a St. Bernard because they're leaners. So they literally like to just lean up against uh-huh. things. So by the default, you just feel loved more because uh-huh. they just like like the act of touching. Uh-huh. If you get a dog that doesn't want to cuddle you, you messed up. No, I know. That's how I felt because the first like sometimes like if, we'll, if we're sitting on the couch and he wants to go to sleep, he'll go to the other end of the couch and curl up and my feelings are hurt. I love a codependent podcast dog. Uh, I would love to have one. Yeah, also, way to be on theme. Way to be on yeah, theme. You're like he tra- he trained for this for today to show us what you're you watching. Do. Okay, Basil, can you? Okay, you're so hey, cute. Jamie. Jamie, do you want to come join us? <laughs> Basil. <laughs> Jamie's here now. Jamie and Basil are here. Ellie, this is pre-scheduled. This is a pre-scheduled Let's debate. Get the cat in here yeah. too. <laughs> Jamie, can I ask you a question real quick? Yeah, yeah, of course. Do you I also still want to take, Jamie's take joining over in. the mic? Jamie's joining in really quickly. <laughs> this, this is the sweetest thing ever. You're my first podcast couple. I'm really excited to have you. Should um, I be nervous? No, not at all. Um, Allie seems to only really have positive things about your relationship. Would you identify it as codependent as well? You know, we definitely like spending a lot of time with each other. I don't, I don't feel that it's a, a negative, uh, right. codependence. It's, not it's, you know, we do a lot of like checking in, double checking in. Checking. Uh, yeah. <laughs> we know when to like, if in any, what ways to make sure the other is alive. Things get ordered a few times extra here. Like, you know, she's ordered it. I've ordered it. Um, but that's just like taking care of the house. I think we take care of each other. That's how yeah. I, that's how I look at a lot of it. <laughs> Um, Guys, my heart. And, and then I think we, I think we found each other, and we wanted to do that for each other, and we wanted to do it in the ways that we felt like we could for each other. Um, I was thirty-eight, and you were forty-three yeah. or something, so we were ready. That is the loveliest thing I've ever heard. I now don't want to debate however you identify because I want you to keep doing whatever it is you're doing because it seems really nice. We're pretty, we're pretty locked into our behaviors. Yeah. Did you think your behaviors changed drastically when you met? Uh, you know, I was I was ready. Now we have a rawhide going in the, the back. Part of codependence yeah. is n- yeah. wanting attention, right? Yeah. And if you're not Ooh, getting yeah. it, he does like this new rawhide bug. He's so cute. For I think for men, it's like timing, and the timing was right for me. I had had uh, kind of a nomadic life for a long time, and I felt like I had it in me to be with a person that was going to reciprocate. Yeah. You know, like taking care of each other. Um, and I just hadn't really found relationships where that was happening. And mm-hmm. so the timing was right. And, and it it was like, I was, I guess we were kind of both ready to do that. That's I don't so know. Nice. I don't know about if you, 
I guess so in that respect, I've changed because I've allowed myself to experience what was probably like ready to what was like percolating yeah in my life already it also sounds like you, you guys were both at an age where you were ready to do it which i think age helps tremendously everyone's executive functions are formed we're all like impulse control you're feeling like you know what you want out of life you've all you know you've canceled out what you don't want out of life sure and you also got to a point where you were just like uh comfortable in your careers like it sounds like you both you know what i mean and so it sounds like that also never hurts to be entering something where you're feeling like like settled. Yeah. And that's yeah, really we were, lovely. We were, we were both, you know, excited about like Ellie was the first person that I was with that I kind of was like, oh, she wants to be like in a little bit of a team with me. I thought that was really cool. <laughs> I'm gonna and, cry. This is so nice. <laughs> and you know, not to not to say there's anything bad in the past of other relationships, but I was like, oh, this person really like kind of has my back. So then it was very easy to not move into the, what I call like the, you know, the emotional chess game that you play when you're, when you're in a relationship, totally. um, that kind of all got bypassed. We just kind of like had each other's back pretty quickly. So it probably does appear codependent from time to time, I guess. I mean, we were in New York last week and I, he left and then I took a friend for a spa day in upstate New York and we were like at this beautiful spa. We had a great time, but I was like, get me back to Jamie. It's Aww. so sad. I don't think that's 38 sad. 38 years I spent independent and happy. Yeah. I think you're also like only two years married. Like, is you're still in like the early, like honeymoon stages of like love and support. And again, I would argue, I think my new hill is that I don't care how we define codependency. My new hill is that everyone should learn a lesson, a lesson from you too <laughs> about a love relationship status. I also will add that there are moments when I know Allie needs to fly and do yes. her because she survived her whole adult life without me. And, you know, and she has reminded me that from time to 38 time. 38 years I didn't. Yeah. yeah. So <laughs> I think because uh -huh. I let her fly, then she always comes back too. That's Aww. all. I love that. There's a science of codependency quiz. Okay, cool. uh, I'd love to have you guys sure. both do if you're Is it codependent with that? that we're holding our dog's bone while he chews it? I don't think it's codependent. I think <laughs> it's, it's very again cute. the picture-perfect family of two people who care about each other and have also like little pets that match each other for the Christmas card. Um, okay, so signs of codependency include: Do you guys have difficulty making decisions in a relationship? No. No. No, we, we're, good, we're a good decision-making team together. Yeah. Amazing. Uh, do you have difficulty identifying your feelings? Oh, God, no. I, no, I, Always feelings. Yeah. Amazing. <laughs> Too much other, other side of the pendulum. Too many feelings. There's no such thing. Um, <laughs> do you have difficulty communicating in a relationship? Sounds no. Like, sounds like a hard no. Okay, guys, <laughs> going to be honest here. Do you value the approval of others more than valuing yourself? Uh, sometimes. Yeah, that's he a toughie. I don't. Yeah. No, I'm a, I'm a lone wolf. Oh, good for you. I require validation all the yeah. time. So I oh, totally get it. If, yeah. yeah it's, but I'm again, I'm still on Twitter. So if that gives yes. you, yeah. I'm also, a rock, I'm also a rock guy. I think rock What does that guy, mean? Well, I'm in the rock and roll business. He's oh. just used to, he's been working for a lot of like yeah. dickheads. So if he's waiting for their approval, uh, then it's not yeah, going to happen. You're not going to get it. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, so far guys, you're uh, over five. Uh, do you lack trust in yourself or have poor self-esteem? Yes. No, I don't. <laughs> yeah, he, yeah. I, and I also think so, a, a healthy amount of self-doubt doubt is normal, but I would also argue you wouldn't be in this industry if you fully doubted yourself. 
Uh, that's true, but also, or am I in it because I doubted myself and I need the outside validation? Yeah, it's fair. I, I require a, a healthy amount of validation, probably an unhealthy amount as well. Why are we on Twitter? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, hi, I'm in this void. Is anyone listening? I'm waking up first thing in the morning. I'm reading how the world is falling apart, yes. but I need to tweet <laughs> a funny thing about my dog. So I know that people like me. <laughs> Cool, cool, cool. That's amazing. Okay, so that's just one, but it's only one of you. Do you have an exaggerated sense of responsibility for the action of others? Uh, maybe. Do you? No, I don't think. I don't think so. Do you feel like more responsible for Allie? I guess, or no, Allie? Do you feel more responsible for Jamie? Oh no, no, we actually don't. We mm. don't. We're we're pretty like we have each other's back, but we are, you know. We're making our own decisions a lot of the time. And and I always tell Allie, like, I I will defend you to the death even if you are wrong. And I think I'm now I'm never wrong though. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's, not true. that's lovely. Okay, so that's the end of this and I oh. think I I not the end of the podcast, the yeah. end of this game. So sure. I think this pretty much concludes neither of you are codependent <laughs> i think it's a silly term that we like to use for i'm in a healthy loving relationship and it's fun to spend a lot of time with your loved one and a reminder especially being in la to the people who aren't in relationships where people are giving them what they want that there's someone out there that could do it it really is i had given up hope uh that there was i, I was like maybe i'm looking for what i'm looking for is too much yeah. and uh it really wasn't i this is like beyond my wildest dreams and i oh. also recently wanted to tweet this but i feel i don't like it when couples online post about their love too much this yeah. is maybe a people pleaser thing where like when i was single i'd feel like shit when you yeah. see couples posting so it's like why would i make people feel that when i can just tell him he knows that i love him one thing that i have wanted to post is that i think I was hoping to find someone who would love me in spite of the things I hate about myself. Totally. And then I actually found somebody who finds those things endearing and funny. Yeah. And not that big he of a deal. He loves you for them uh, and yeah. in spite of them. Which I didn't even think was possible. So that's pretty good. Guys, this is the most <laughs> aspirational podcast. I thought you were going to tell me, I was like a little worried you were going to tell me like genuine codependent stuff where you're, I was going to be like, you're not codependent. And you were going to be like, uh, he's an alcoholic and I'm losing my mind and help Maybe me. I'm like, addicted I'm to texting. Maybe I'm just addicted to addicted texting. To te <laughs> <laughs> Who do we have to thank for like, is it psychologytoday.com? What There's, are you oh looking yeah, at? We've got, uh, this, this study is from psychologytoday.com, which thank is you. also the one that said, shout said, out psychologytoday.com. Where most of my uh, basic Googling comes from. Um, God's feed to all of the beautiful people over there doing wonderful things. Uh, Jamie, thank you so much. I think it's so lovely that you found this, especially feeling like, you know, I mean, 38 is not old, especially in today's standards yes. but like especially in LA but there have been girls like there have been girls that, like in writers rooms recently where they're like I'm 30 I need to find and I'm just like you don't want to say give it seven more years because they'll probably like jump sure. off the bridge but I find that like a lot of my friends were single for a long time and then our late 30s it sort of clicked so I also find way longer that, ladies <laughs> I, I don't disagree <laughs> with that in your early 20s especially I'm like what I can't imagine the type of person I would have chosen for myself in my early 20s yeah it's bananas like, mm -hmm. I feel like I was a different person. Same thing with the late 20s. And it's like you you just feel like everything changes. And yeah, I mean, I can't imagine. I feel like it's nice to think that, like, as you keep growing up, your 
ability to know what's good for you just continues. Hopefully. Yeah. I, I, cause I have in, living in LA, a lot of like good looking, successful guy friends totally. who were, you know, we were in our early thirties. We're single at the same time. Yes. And then they found these like hot 22 year old actresses <sighs> to marry and they're lovely girls. But what sure. I always wanted to say is like, why are you ruining her life? You yes, know, like so give true. her, let her have her totally. 20s. Are they like marrying them? Oh yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. Man. Everybody's married now, oh. so maybe it's so, fine. Oh, hope so. I know, hope so. But I totally agree with you on that one. I think you've done an amazing job of dying on this hill. Is there anything else you'd like to say about codependency being great, or have I convinced you? I think you convinced me that I just love texting. That you're. <laughs> Sure. And you found a man that also loves texting yeah. and you guys can text in marital bliss together. And when you're on hiatus, spend time together. Yeah. Uh, and that's a lovely, wonderful thing. Yeah. Um, do you have any final closing last words that you'd like to say about, uh, about codependency or about your hill? Do you feel nice, nice and dead on it? I think I'm good. Um, Allie, you're the best. This was so delightful. This was so much fun. Um, Thank I you really for coming over. I appreciate you doing it. Uh, a double thanks to Jamie for being a guest star uh, today. I feel like it was really helpful to have you both uh, together and be able to see your lovely relationship. Thank you. Um, and with that, I'd love to read you your eulogy. We have gathered here today to say goodbye to Allie Waller, who died on the hill of codependency is fun. <laughs> <laughs> Allie is survived by her many projects, including Dickinson, which is streaming on Apple Plus as we speak. Uh, you can follow her legacy on Twitter at I'm Allie Waller. Allie, thank you so very much for your time on this podcast. Thank and you. On what a delight. <laughs> uh, and may you rest in peace. Hey guys, thank you for listening to today's episode of Hills I'd Die On. If you're enjoying the podcast, feel free to rate it on Apple Podcasts and leave a comment letting me know what you like most. You can also reach out to me on Twitter at by Taylor Cox. I am always happy to hear thoughts or feelings or compliments or of course any hills you guys might be willing to die on yourselves. Thanks again for listening and hope to see you next week. Forever. This has been a Forever Dog production. Executive produced by Brett Boehm, Joe Cilio, and Alex Ramsey. For more original podcasts, please visit foreverdogpodcasts.com and subscribe to our shows on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Keep up with the latest Forever Dog news by following us on Twitter and Instagram at Forever Dog Team and liking our page on Facebook.